0: Okay, welcome to the Open Science News Chat from May 2019. First of all, we want to thank Sandy Fires very much for setting up this, uh, the podcast and the News Chat. And he has now handed over the reins to the community, so we'll do this in um, changing composition. Today we've got Jeroen Bosman from Utrecht University Library, Luc Brinkman from the Open Science Community Utrecht, Myself, I'm Bianca Kramer from Utrecht University Library, and we have a special guest, Melanie Imming, who will introduce herself.
1: Hi, hello, hi. Uh, Yeah, my name is Melanie Imming. Uh, I've been working in the area of open science for about five years now. Uh, Before that, I was really into digital preservation, so therefore, one of the topics that I'm really interested in is fair data. Since about two years, I have my own uh, consultancy company, and I do all kinds of different things in the area of open science, and uh, well, Thank you for inviting. me. Yes,
0: all different fun things and very yes, ma- stickers. putting very much energy into. Yes yes, 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 Everything that's happening. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, thanks all for wanting to participate. Uh, we'll just do a quick round of things that happened over the last month or month and a half that caught our attention and that we would like to discuss.
2: So one of the, one of the things I, th- I think that is very important and that happened in the last month is the signing of the DORA declaration by the VSNU, so the Association of Universities, by the uh, Royal Academy and by NWO. So they did that after a long period of thinking about it and trying how to do it. Uh, It's important, DORA Declaration is a declaration that is looking to change what researchers are evaluated on, trying to move away from evaluation on on Journal level and on journal brand and prestige, and moving also a little bit away from just metrics, and really looking at a, a real impact and real contribution of uh, of research. So that's that's important, and there will be a lot more uh, about that in the, in the next few months, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah one of the good things about the signing the DORA and the reason why it took quite some time is that different parties said, that, you know, we not only want to just sign it, but we also want to already have a plan about how we're going to implement this. And I think that's really, really good. So yeah. uh, let's see how uh,
0: it develops. Yeah? yeah, because it's more than just signing, it's also really living it, yeah. yeah. Exactly, and that's why, uh, because Phase New already signed it a couple of years ago, I think, but then they just signed it. So I think now that also MVO and Sonnenberg have signed it and have committed to actual, taking actual measures, that will be now that the major parties have signed it. They can hopefully work together to really make this a, make this a reality.
2: Another item that has isn't really a returning item in this in this news chat new is uh, Plan S for open access. So the plan of mainly European funders to uh, uh, speed up the transition towards open access. We are expecting in the next few weeks. We don't know exactly when new what they call implementation guidance so really the requirements for journals and platforms etc and what has happened in the meantime is that they sort of agreed with other organizations so that's OA2020 which is an open access network of uh, mainly universities and a number of organizations in the in the global south that's america in in latin america and a few others Um, They have agreed on their common ground, that they are working towards the same goal and sort of forming one front, although not agreeing on all the details, of course. Is there any news from uh, from
3: the US, how people from the US respond to this?
2: No, I I haven't heard that. Um, Plan S or Coalition S has been not very successful in convincing organizations in the US, uh, organizations like the NIH, the, the medical funder, to join the coalition, although Plan S is very widely discussed in the U.S., also uh, well, I, I would say as an inspiration also in the in the context of, for instance, the University of California not renewing their deal with Elsevier for uh, for the journals. So it it is constantly being discussed in the context of open access, but it does no concrete support yet.
0: And I think the nice thing about. Uh the signing of this, this common ground declaration from OA 2020, which is mostly representing research performing organizations like universities and Coalition S, which is mostly representing research funding organizations, is that they really make a statement that they are working towards the same goal and sort of having the same baseline. I think that that's very important to to highlight that and to make that explicit. Any other thing that's caught uh, our interest? Well. Wh-
1: this morning on Twitter, uh, I saw that there is yet another open science community, which is the one in Groningen. Um, yeah, Luke, maybe you can tell us a little bit more about how this is developing. You know, I, I know that there are already quite a lot of them, but any more news and just... Uh,
3: yeah, this is, this is great. I was really happy yeah. to, uh, to see that there is now also an open science community uh, being started in Groningen. Yeah, that makes eight now. Uh, we started in Utrecht wow. and we have Amsterdam, Leiden, Eindhoven, Nijmegen. Rotterdam is setting up, Groningen is setting up. And I saw on Twitter that also in Maastricht now people are taking the first steps in setting up, uh, setting up their community. So yeah, that's uh, that's really great. And it's, it's well, way beyond what uh, Anita and I expected when we started this, like a little over a year ago. But it's, uh,
2: it's, it's really great to see that this is really picking up. Do you know whether they all have the, the, the same goals and, and the same way of working, or is, are they all different? Well, three weeks ago, we had a meet-up with representatives of all the uh,
3: communities that, that were active then. Unfortunately, I couldn't make it because my son was born, actually, on the day of the meeting, so uh, great timing. But uh, what I've heard is that, that it was a very interesting day with a lot of discussion on, on finding common grounds of the communities and... I think we all have similar goals, but we're also taking different perspectives and different, different routes to achieve these goals. But I think in the end, we all want to have low threshold communities where people can learn about open science and express their concerns about open science to identify what support they need. And in general, it's a really collaborative and open atmosphere in all the communities. So uh, I'm really happy with that.
2: Yeah. I also heard that there are some and possibilities to really do this also cross-border that are some connections with other universities in, in, in Germany or UK or do you know anything yeah. about that?
3: Yeah, uh, alre- that's already uh, a couple of months ago we were in touch with people representing the, the German open science initiatives, Felix Schönbrot, uh Chris Chambers from the UK representing several initiatives on open science communities in, uh, in the UK we have a shared platform and a page on OSF, which we use to exchange ideas. We still need to formalize how we are really going to collaborate, but at least we, are all, we all agree that we want to collaborate with each other. For, for example, by making use of each other's materials for workshops, for example, also, or maybe also to, uh, to invite people over from other, from other countries to see, to also to see their perspectives. So, uh, yeah, it, it is also really starting to be a more uh, international thing. And I also have to mention, that there are also open science communities uh, we started in, in Australia as well. And also with them, we are, uh, we are uh, collaborating and we, I hope to collaborate with them even more in the future. Yeah. Great.
0: Are you also looking at possibilities to what's happening in the Global South, like Latin America or Africa?
3: So far not yet. We don't have, uh, we don't there uh, have not been any, any open science communities that I know of had, uh, have been started in, in, uh, in those regions, but of course we're more than willing to, uh, to collaborate with them as well.
0: And perhaps because I think there was an activity from the open Science community in UTrecht uh, last week. Yeah, second of May that some of us attended. I couldn't make it, but I think you both were there.
3: Yeah, yeah we had a very interesting uh, Open Science Café where uh, Frank Miedewa, who is the head of the uh, Open Science program here in Utrecht University, we invited him as a, as a speaker. We discussed the, open science pro- the Utrecht Open Science program uh, with him. It was a very interesting discussion. We didn't go very much into concrete details of the, of the, of the program. But we spend a lot of time on the, the, the general idea behind the program, the why. Why do, why do we want to do this and what does it entail? And what I found very interesting, what I heard from Franck, is that open science is much more than just open access publications or, or uh, making your data available. Uh, it's really about rethinking the whole academic system, uh, rethinking the way we generate and utilize uh, information and knowledge and to make, this, to make this more open. also, And I think also there, if, we, if you look in the Open Science program of Utrecht University, there you also see that one of the themes is, is public engagement. That's also when the program is, for example, different from the, the National Plan Open Science, that Utrecht University also uh, puts a lot of emphasis on uh, public engagement, to really have this bi-directional communication between society and university. And I, I also see. I think that's a, that's a crucial part of open science, but it's not a part of open science that people usually think of when, uh, as at least, not the first thing that people that comes to mind when you think about open science.
0: And how was the discussion at the meeting last week when this was sort of put on the table and discussed? Was there a lot of feedback? Were there a lot of questions? What was the temperature in the room?
3: There was not so much discussion about the concrete details, and I think that's also because not all of the not of the, all the work packages that are going to tackle the central themes have been have started yet the, the work package of open access for example has has started but it's we're only still at the very beginning so we still really need to see how this will play out so maybe it's also too soon to start talk about really concrete uh, concretely about how we're going to implement this for example it it said in the plan that we want to achieve 100% open access but uh, there are very Different ways of getting there. Do we, what, what does that mean? Does it mean that we want one hundred percent green open access, one hundred percent gold open access? I mean, those are two very different interpretations of different ways of realizing this goal, which mean very different things for mm-hmm. researchers. Right? If you if you go for one hundred percent green open access, researchers in theory don't have to do anything; it can be taken care of for them. Uh, but if they if they have to publish all in gold open access journals yeah, that really makes a difference because then that really changes the, the where you can, which, which you can choose as, as an outlet. So I think we're still at, in an early f- phase where we still need to flesh out how we really want to uh, put this to practice. Uh, at the same time, one thing that I, that I did find really interesting, what Frank also mentioned, is that he, that he discussed all uh, with uh, uh, rector magnificus that they're now exploring or, or starting to explore manners in which we can change... The reward and incentive structures uh, on the small scales or really in, in, in the format of pilots, to see how can we change evaluation procedures or even hiring procedures to value open science practices more. It's still at the very early stage, so we still need to, again we need to see how this will be implemented, but I think at least the ambition is very very uh, promising.
0: And that of course t- closely ties into the whole DORA, the the, the thinking behind yeah. DORA, and also we've got good uh, example close at home at uh, at the University Medical Center, where again Frank has already spearheaded this uh, this effort, and there has there has been a part that that has been underway for, a couple of years, well at least two years now I think. Yeah. But I hope we will also sort of integrate and see what we can learn and take from that.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And regarding your question about the atmosphere, mm-hmm. I think in 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 general, the um, it, it was a really positive uh, atmosphere, and also people you could you could re- realize that the people attending the open science cafe, they all f- feel very optimistic and like positive about this. and say, okay, yes, we're really gonna we're really gonna change this. We, we, we're we we're able to change this. That's very uh, empowering.
1: To tie into this, you already talked about the national platform of open science. Uh, I'm involved in the national platform, and we had a, a steering group uh, meeting this this week. And the official communications aren't uh, out yet, but I can already say that there were a few projects that started or uh, are, are going to start uh, which tie into these things as well. So uh, reward systems and those kind of things, which is great. Um, and And one of the things that I see, which is just something that happens this this last, few months is that more and more different initiatives are tying into each other and that you can really see, hey, you know, in Utrecht they're doing this thing and over there they're doing it, and we, we, we should work together. So whether it's the DORA thing or whether it's this, uh, you really see that more and more institutions are working together and that parties like the, the funders and... and, and, and the phase, the new, etc are really working together on these things. And sometimes people ask me, you know, what's happening in the national platform? Uh, at the moment, because we're in sort of a transition phase, there isn't a lot that you can really see as happening, but all these things are discussed there. And the whole idea of, yeah, we should tackle all these problems together. And it's not a question of just focusing on open access only or focusing on uh, engagement only. No, we have to tackle all these things. Uh, in order to really get a sort of a shift in 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 the way we work is is, is really promising, and I'm 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 really positive at the moment about these uh, these these things, and then to also see that the open science communities are also part of this this. Yeah, whole movement is great, if you ask me. And also something that if you would have asked me five years ago whether we would be here now with all these different people working on these goals and really feeling like, yes, we can change something, I I never thought that it would be possible. So that's really good. I mean, there are still a lot of things we need to do. And it is difficult, and it is a lot, but we're sort of breaking up everything into pieces, knowing that there is more than just... Data or more than just open access. So, you know, that's cool.
2: But it is probably different for the Open Science Platform indeed, that there are already so many initiatives and things happening now. Whereas five years ago, four yeah. years ago, the Open Science Platform was really sort of the organization or the idea that should instigate new developments. And now they are sort of just seeing it happen. Or
1: No, I think it's more than just seeing it happen. I think it's also trying to make sure that the different parties involved collaborate on on, on initiatives, Mm -hmm. like for instance the DORA or whatever, you know, there are a lot of other things as well. So it's more than just, hey, you know, oh, great, these things are happening now. There are people who are really trying to tie all the different things
0: together and also embed them in institutional structures and
1: yeah 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 on different levels and also international of course uh, Karel Luyben the national coordinator he's is really uh, into all the European uh, developments as well uh, and I think it's, it's really important that we not only focus on the Dutch situation but also
0: try to get others involved and, and learn from others as well what I find really encouraging on a totally different level, you mentioned that the people who were at the, at the meeting of OSCU last week were also really motivated and interested. And you mentioned the things happening at the national level, mm-hmm. organizational level. Uh, when we talk to people like Research Group, we've done a couple of uh, introductory open science workshops uh, now in different faculties. And people who join these workshops, they often start out, maybe not apprehensive, but Well, actually, yes, apprehensive sometimes, where they see open science as something that is additional, something additional that they need to do or they should do, and all kinds of barriers. And then what we do in the workshop is inventorize what things people are already doing. And then when you see, when you do this with a research group, in a research group between all these people, what is already happening, what people are already doing, it's always very surprising also for the participants. What's already happening and what their colleagues are already doing, and you see that happening. Okay, so you do that, and how do you do that? And can you explain? They're really nice conversations, but it mostly makes clear that already a lot of it is possible and is already happening, and that's I really like to see that.
1: But also, I think it's really important the way you talk about open science, and as Luke already said, you know, I sometimes worry as well about the fact that very often when people talk about Open science is just open access and uh, mm-hmm. open or fair data, yeah. and it's, it's a lot more yeah. for me. It's really about collaborating uh, at an early stage with as many people as possible. And if you see it from that point of view, then all of a sudden, a lot of things that are already happening in the collaboration yeah. and sharing uh, area that's open science as well. Uh, uh, and it's not just about what you have to do, yeah. or you know, yeah, yeah I, I sometimes worry about the fact that it's. Sort of seen mm-hmm. as just these things, but yeah. it's a lot more. And also, if you talk about you talk with people who are really into doing things open or are starting to do certain things in their uh, workflows uh, as open as possible, they they don't have to have a whole list of benefits or reasons why or this and this and this. No, they just feel like, hey, that's the way the best way to do it, and. If I do it like that, I meet lots of other people. I get instant feedback. All these things. Um, so then, it's really a question of trying to change certain sometimes little things yeah. in your workflow, and not just waiting for, for understanding you what to do. Or yeah. yeah, it's yeah.
3: really interesting that yeah. you say that. I think that uh, uh, in that sense, we also uh, I also need to be careful that we. Biased in, in that way, that when we're organizing a meeting to talk about open science policies, of course, the people that will show up are mostly the people that, are, have, that see open science as a high priority. So, um, and when you mentioned the, 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 the open science workshop you're just talking about, those are the more low threshold uh, events where, where, where people that are also show up that have uh, maybe only where, where open science is not a major issue for them, but you're, they're just interested in it. Those are exactly the kind of people that we want to reach with, with the open science community. So uh, a couple of weeks ago, Dora Hermes, who is also a member of the open science community, uh, and I, uh, we gave a workshop on open science at a, a brain center a summer school from the, from the UMC. And there we had, a, we, we had a workshop which was just a parallel session in a two-day summer school. And uh, a lot of people attended our workshop. But also, those were a lot of peop- a lot of people did not have any experience with open science when they when they started the workshop, and I was really happy with that because those are the people that we actually want to reach, and they're open to it and they're interested. Almost nobody had ever heard of Plan S or uh, had experience with working with the open science framework. So we had a very nice workshop with, with, with small, uh, small assignments. To set up a GitHub account, uh, set up uh, a project page on the Open Science framework. This was very much neuroscience related, so we had some specific neuroscience-y Open Science uh, assignments in there. Uh, the materials is uh, is available. Maybe you can put them in. We can put them in the in the comments of this of the news chat. But I'm more and more convinced that these kinds of events are super important. That we should really not only talk about talk with the people that are Already very much interested in open science, and very much for, re- for whom open science really top a, a, pri- a priority. But to really focus on on the people for which it's not top priority, but and and for those those are not the people that will travel to go come to a certain workshop. You really have to go to them yeah. uh, and and uh, talk to them in, within their departments. And I think I
0: for that, Jeroen, I think you recently did also did a workshop at a national conference for geo scientists we also went to them at their conference
2: yes yes that's always quite difficult when you go to topical conferences to to try to have a discussion or even even a meeting or or, or uh, uh, let alone having having a real track on open science but we we did have a session on open science which was, very nice that this, this was really at a national conference of geoscientists although and, and this was interesting this actually we we started with one and a half hour uh, in the end it became one hour but because the keynote speaker took more time um, <laughs> this this session was reduced to 30 minutes for two people so it, I was left with 15 minutes so <laughs> 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 but, I think and then awesome. it <laughs> meant to, to to put it in and, and still really have a very uh, interesting discussion with the people, uh, people in the room, on actual practices, on things that people do, and and that's ni- nice. And that's for me also that the the interesting about thing about open science that you can really do it just in practice, or you can be interested in the, in the bigger picture. Uh, ideally, both, of course. And, and talking about the the bigger picture, one very interesting thing that I listened to just two weeks ago, we, we put uh, put it in the notes, was a. A program on BBC Radio Four, and it's called. It was called the Great Science Publishing Scandal. So this really puts anything about publishing and open access and things. Uh, um, th- th- there's a lot of uh, um, discussion about profits and and power and prestige in, in publishing. That was really discussed there. So that that's the bigger picture. And that's also nice to have when you're. Just practicing open science yourself to see that that bigger picture, and that's very uh, very re- recommended uh, to uh, to listen to. Mm-hmm. Uh, one other uh, thing that I passed by this uh, this month was a new option from Creative Commons. So that's the organization that's producing open licenses to share information. Um, they introduced on their website sort of a relaunch of, of what they had uh, as a search. Uh, functionality for openly licensed material that you can easily reuse in whatever you are creating yourself. For now it's limited to images so if you're looking for open images to reuse you can go there but uh, I asked them and they do want to broaden it to all kinds of other materials as well.
1: Yeah, Those things are just so helpful. Because very often, uh, you know, when you're working on open science or whatever, you really want to practice open science yourself as well, of course. And one of the things that people are always struggling with is, okay, I want to uh, license my presentation, for instance, CC BY, but then you don't have the proper materials. Um, and these websites can really help you these, with doing things the way you think is the right way to, to, to go about. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 it it's helpful in a way that if you can do these things yourself very easily, then it's it's not too difficult to take yet another step towards walking more open. Uh, so it sounds like a really small thing, but very often these things are so helpful. Yeah.
0: And also they show that, again, that there's so many little things that, yeah. that you can do. Yeah. It yeah. also illustrates that there is not one way to do open science, no. and it's not an all-or-nothing thing. Yeah. There are so many things you can do, and even if you decide for yourself that there are certain things you cannot do or cannot do yet or they are yeah. too difficult or too barriers are too high at the moment, There's still other things you can try out and, and do. I was not reminded working. when we were discussing this, there was a blog post a while ago, have to look up which one, that really criticized the open science movement, if you want to call it, for being too prescriptive for, for projecting the image that uh, you have to be all out open science or otherwise it's no good. And I really, it almost hurts me that people perceive the way open science is talked about like that. And there's something I wanna emphasize always is that it's not an all or nothing game. You can do different things you don't have to do. There's not one way to do it right. There are many different things that you can do and small steps you can take.
1: I totally agree. Yeah,
2: yeah. Perhaps just one. Um, I don't know it, it, whether it's a final tip. Probably uh, rounding off right now. But uh, one one tip that I can give people: if, if you if you like this this podcast, this this Open Science News Chat, if if you want to find out what's going on uh, in in the field of Open Science, just do a search in Twitter. That that's what I do all the time. Just. When you're on the train and, and 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 feeling bored, just go to Twitter and, and and do the search on Open Science, and then you see what people are talking about, and that is big things and small things, uh, all all mashed up, and and that's interesting because it's very very concrete and gives you a lot of ideas.
1: And one thing also very very practical, <laughs> uh, the thing that I saw is that the Foster project is uh, uh, closing. It has run for about six years now, and it's all about uh, open sign, uh, open science training materials, and that's also a really great uh, platform to find all kinds of info about open science that you can also reuse. It's all all openly uh, licensed, so that's also just like the Creative Commons uh, website. That's really a good place to go if you need some uh, input on open
0: science. And this was an European project. It was a large European project. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
2: Great, let's put the link in the notes.
0: Yeah, yeah sure. Uh, perhaps one other uh, uh, thing for if you want to know more, if you want to listen to more uh, to more podcasts, there will be at the moment, uh, at the time we're speaking, uh, next week there'll be in a workshop uh, about the University Commons, sort of building on what has been discussed in the, the previous uh, The Road to Open Science podcast series that preceded this news chat, where we also talked about, uh, about Commons and about the role of a university in in governance and decision-making, and who actually gets to make these decisions, and what can be the role of academics. We're going to explore that more in a, in a workshop next week, where we'll discuss some practical use cases around uh, library budgets, for instance, and around publish and perish culture, and what, um, what different ways could be to organize that, and who has a say in this, and who decides. And there will be a podcast made specifically about this workshop, so we'll link, to that, uh, we'll link them reciprocally. So if you want to listen more, then there'll be something up very soon. That's a bit more focused again on the, on the comments are there. Okay, I think that's all for today. So I want to thank everyone for contributing, and uh, hopefully we can keep this going for monthly news chats.
2: Okay, thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.